Hello, and welcome to another episode of Knowledge with Homage. I'm your host, David Castle, coming at you live from Carson City, Nevada. What up? How's it going, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in. I know it's been a while. Some of you may have forgotten about this podcast, but I'm still doing it periodically. Uh, life happens, and I've just been busy, so that's the way it goes. But it's been about a month since the last episode, so there's lots to talk about. And, you know, at the same time, it's kind of the same old shit. It's the same agenda continuing and uh, going on in the news. So what do you expect, you know? Uh, a lot of the stuff in the news right now has been things about the climate change, you know, climate strike. There's the, <clears throat> excuse me, there's the 16-year-old activist sheep girl named Greta Thunberg. Greta Thunberg? Uh, from somewhere in Europe. I think she's from Norway or some shit. I don't know. But she's been in the news all the time. You got to realize anytime a person like this gets put on the forefront and is just, you know, there's all this media coverage and everybody is talking about her and she's making such an impact, supposedly. You got to know there's a machine behind her who is enabling her to do this, who is giving her this publicity. Because you have to imagine the public relations money and just the, the campaign that went behind her. Think about it. I mean, if anybody could get that famous that quickly... Everyone would do it. I mean, I would do it so I could be a famous rapper, you know? Like, I would love that shit if I could just have a machine behind me who could project me to stardom just if I talk about some some climate change bullshit and say the world, you know, the sky is falling, everyone is going to die, and things like that. Which is essentially what she's saying, um, you know, the global warming or climate change, whatever they call it today, because it changes on a day-to-day basis depending on the weather, which is what climate is, it's the weather. Weather changes, climate changes, it's natural. Not to mention, they have the ability to control the weather, and they've been doing that for decades now uh, through installations like HARP, through spraying aerosols into the sky, uh, the chemtrails, otherwise known as geoengineering, that's the official name. But the word chemtrails even came, came from a uh, Air Force document that was about controlling the weather. There's one called Owning the Weather by 2020, that goes into weather modification and things like that. So there's a lot of information in the the public domain that's available on that. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's a fact. People have been trying to control the weather and doing it successfully for quite a long time now. But when there's an agenda and when everyone is so brainwashed, facts don't matter and you get attacked for exposing the facts, which has been happening to me for years. And, you know, if you're someone who listens to something like this, it probably happens to you when you try to speak up. So... They try to shame you into silence because the psychology of group dynamics is incredibly effective. People tend to go along with the group and they want to think exactly as those around them because they don't want to be ostracized. It's a, it's a shitty feeling when you're ostracized from the group and the people in control of the world know this, which is why they're trying to standardize thought. They're trying to create one way of thinking, and if you think in any other way or have an opinion that differs from the majority, then you're ostracized, and you're just a lunatic, and you're crazy, and you're it's it goes beyond that. It's not just that you're crazy. You're like a bad person, and you should be locked up because that's what it's going to come to in this totalitarian socialist regime that is being implemented across the world. And climate change is incredibly important when it comes to that, because that is going to be the cause of it. It's like the, how do, how do I put it? It's the, it's like the monster that's coming to kill us all. And 
we have to sacrifice everything in order to kill this monster that wants to kill us, essentially. It's something like that. Because climate change is a global killer and it's all our fault, so we have to sacrifice our rights, uh, we have to pay more in taxes, we have to stop reproducing, and you know we have to stop driving cars and things like that. It was all part of Agenda 21, which was a... It was something brought about by a think tank called the Club of Rome. Uh, a big guy in that was named Maurice Strong. Al Gore was also a part of it. And if you remember, Al Gore was the presidential candidate after he lost the election to George Bush in 2000. Then uh, he went to talk about all the global warming shit. He came out with an inconvenient truth. And people hopped on the bandwagon, and he made millions and millions of dollars from that shit. And it was all part of the agenda. It was something that came out of Agenda 21. Now, Agenda 21, uh, you can look it up on Wikipedia. You can read the entire document. It's all in the public domain. And it's essentially a plan for global governance. And they came out and said that in order to come about with the global governance, we have to have an external threat. And what they did with that was make climate change the threat. So, you know, we're we're using too many resources. The earth, it's unsustainable. They created all these trigger words like unsustainable, global warming, climate change. Um, all, you know, carbon dioxide is part of it too. But they don't, you know, nobody ever mentions how carbon dioxide is essential for plant life. Uh, plants thrive when there's carbon dioxide in the atmosphere they use it and create oxygen it's part of photosynthesis it's just a natural thing carbon dioxide has always been in the atmosphere one volcanic eruption creates more carbon dioxide than all of our machines and cars and all that shit combined for 100 years so but facts don't matter like i said when there's this agenda so i'll just read to you a short introduction from wikipedia about what agenda 21 is you can go ahead and read the whole entire document if you want to understand what's going on uh, there's also a sequel, a very exciting sequel called Agenda 2030, and that goes more into detail about specific goals they're going to try to hit by the year 2030. Now, Agenda 21, the 21 in it means 21st century. So this is the agenda for the entire 21st century and the plan for all of you, you and me, and not the elite because the elite are immune to it. And essentially, the reason for it is to create a global government and to reduce the population. And when I say reduce the population, I mean people like you and me, just regular people, and you know, never the elite who call for population control, not the people who say there's too many people because there's not too many of them. They're okay because they're rich and powerful and you know, they're in a special lineage. A lineage. They believe in eugenics, which is a very old system of thought where they just believe that certain bloodlines are more worthy than others you know poor people should die and shit so eugenics is a huge part of agenda 21 too so let me just read you the introduction to this it says agenda 21 is a non-binding action plan of the united nations with regard to sustainable development that's another trigger word right there sustainable development you hear that all the time it is a product of the earth summit which was a un conference on environment and development held in rio de janeiro brazil in 1992 it is an action agenda for the un other multilateral organizations and individual governments around the world that can be executed at local national and global levels and that's kind of a vague statement but it says uh the 21 and agenda 21 refers to the 21st century it has been affirmed and had a few modifications at subsequent un conferences its aim is achieving global sustainable development 
One major objective of the Agenda 21 initiative is that every local government should draw its own local Agenda 21. Since 2015, sustainable development goals are included in Agenda 2030. Now, let's read what it says the um, exact definition of sustainable development is according to Wikipedia, which isn't the best source. Anyone can go in there and change it, but it's kind of the go-to nowadays. Sustainable development is the organizing principle for meeting human development goals while simultaneously sustaining the ability of natural systems to provide the natural resources and ecosystem services upon which the economy and society depend. The desired result is a state of society where living conditions and resources are used to continue to meet human needs without undermining the integrity and stability of the natural system. Sustainable development can be defined as development that meets the needs of the present without compromising the ability of future generations. So, I mean, it sounds all good in theory. You know, there's all these good good words that are being mentioned and we're trying to save the planet and make sure we have enough resources for the future. And that's really what most folks, most simple folks pick up on. They don't see the the underlying agenda that's behind it. And really what it is, is it's trying to implement a system that is controlled by experts. So you have no opinion in what happens in the world, you're being controlled by scientific experts from universities and from these these think tanks that are based all over the world. There's thousands of them. And people pay a lot of money to get people into those think tanks and into high university positions to to create the system that we live in. Because it's we don't live in a democratic system. We might have the guise of it and the idea of it in the United States. We have politicians that we can vote for and stuff, but they don't actually make the laws. They'll sign off on them, but these laws are all drafted in, you know, private think tanks and private groups of people from universities and research places and all kinds of shit, foundations who get millions and millions of dollars of funding from these powerful uh, quote-unquote philanthropists which are just rich-ass motherfuckers who are trying to control the world, and they do it with their money and by funding these private foundations and think tanks, getting them to drop legislation, and then they give that to the politicians, and the lobbyists are involved as well. So the whole system is just incredibly corrupt, and it's all going to one a one-world government, Yeah, and a big part of that is the United Nations. So... That's why everyone has to be on board with the climate change thing because it's incredibly important to bring about this this one big system that controls the entire world. And uh, it's so effective. I mean, just look around you and how many people actually believe in it. Even though there's no evidence, I mean, you can't see it in the world, but anytime, anytime there's a storm, anytime it fucking rains or snows or it's hot or just anything, you know, it's just weather. That's how it goes. They'll say, oh, fuck, it's climate change. And, you know, we're all doomed. We got to stop driving our cars. We all have to get electric cars. And there's all these mandates and, and stipulations and laws and regulations that are being implemented. And there's these goals that we have to hit, certain goals that the automotive companies have to hit with regards to uh, the miles per gallon of their engines and their vehicles and saying that we all have to to get to a certain you know output for the engine you know every engine has to get to a certain miles per gallon like 30 something miles per gallon by 2025 
and things like that. So what does that mean for everyone who has an older vehicle who do, that doesn't get that good of gas mileage? And think about this. We don't even need to be using gasoline. There was a guy named Stanley Meyer who invented a water fuel cell that he made cars that ran off of water. And fuck, that's great. Well, we'd stop climate change tomorrow, right? If we all change to that, you know, uh, have all the, the car manufacturers start making that shit. But no, it's not about that. And that's what you got to realize. And same with, uh, you know, coal-fired power plants and things like that. Coal is an incredibly great way of creating electricity. It always has been. And it's just very effective. You burn that shit, it fucking gets hot, spins a turbine, and boom, you got some electricity. It's easy. Um, But we can't use that anymore. Now we got to use solar panels and, and windmills and shit, which isn't as effective. You need a lot more material in order to make it happen. Uh, it looks like shit, and it takes a lot of area to do it. And, you know, it's just not as effective as coal. But with the emissions and stuff, you can't use coal anymore because, you know, it's unsustainable, which is the trigger word, you know, and anything that's unsustainable is bad. But they never mention Nikola Tesla and how he created a way to power the whole entire world wirelessly for free, just from the energy that is permeating the ether all around us inside the entire universe. Um, Nikola Tesla always believed along with many other notable scientists from throughout the years that space isn't just empty. It's not just nothing. There's no, see, that's the belief today is that the entire universe for the most part is just empty or now they call it dark matter and there's different beliefs, but there's just no energy. There's, there's nothing there. It's completely fucking nothingness, but scientists back in the day they're like well that doesn't make sense there's got to be something there and they called it the ether and it's just the medium in which we're all resting and basically Nikola Tesla discovered a way to tap into the ether and funnel out the energy from it and extract it and use it to power you know regular things and create electricity and you know many people already know about Nikola Tesla and watch documentaries about him and if you haven't I encourage you to do that but he's just the most famous name that comes to mind. And since then, there have been many people who have um, reproduced his work. As many of you know, his paperwork and his notes and whatnot got confiscated by the United States government after he died. But he was also in collusion with the U.S. government. He wasn't, you know, quite the saint that that we thought. Or maybe, more realistically, he just thought he was helping and he was trying to help the motherfuckers fucking save the world because he really thought he could. Because he was creating these weapons that utilized uh, energy. They call it directed energy weapons now, which is actually, you know, there's that's in the public domain as well. They've come out and, and shown demonstrations of what they can do with this laser beam technology, which sounds fucking crazy. It's like some Star Trek shit, but it's real. They really got it. And uh, they can shoot aircraft out of the sky and do all kinds of shit. And a lot of people believe that it's what destroyed the World Trade Center. Uh, Judy Wood came out with a book called Where Did the Towers Go? where she presents some pretty conclusive evidence that that is exactly what happened um, according to the evidence. I also watched a documentary called 9-11 Alchemy that was very interesting. You can find it on YouTube. Uh, This kid put together all these things. It's it's a lot of it's based on Elena Freeland's book, which is the best book on 9-11. And I'd encourage you to read that and watch that documentary. It's it's really eye-opening. And basically what it was on 9-11 was a demonstration of this technology in weaponized form, a technology that could save the whole world and 
you know, we don't have to use coal, we don't have to use oil or nuclear power or any of this shit. But instead, what did they do? They weaponized it and they used it to blow up the Twin Towers. Actually, there were seven World Trade Center buildings that got destroyed on 9-11. And then they used that as justification to implement the Patriot Act, to take away all our rights, to increase surveillance across the world, and then to create the War on Terror, which is the longest running war ever in the United States. So... You know, think about that shit. I mean, it's pretty crazy, right? It sounds like some conspiracy shit, but that's the reality of the world we live in. And most people have no idea. They don't want to think about it. They just, their mind prevents them from seeing reality. Uh, There's a psychological condition that coincides with that. It's called cognitive dissonance, where in order for you to have a comfortable life and, and just for shit to go normal and for you to feel okay, you ignore the bad things that don't quite jive with your worldview. And it's like a natural thing for people to do. And it's just a, it's a system of denial that most people live in and it prevents them from seeing the truth. Now, if you are somebody who decides to dive into the other side of reality and just find out what's really going on, keep in mind there's a lot of misinformation out there. There's a lot of bullshit that is purposely put out there in the form of disinformation where intelligence groups, you know, things like the CIA and shit like that, they put out stuff that just simply isn't true in order to obfuscate, which is a fancy way of saying to muddy the waters and kind of make you fucking, you just never know exactly what's happening because there's like five different versions. And, you know, people will pick out the craziest one and use that to like discourage or discount the other fucking alternative explanation and make that one seem crazy. And this is a popular tactic with uh, disinformation and is very effective. So uh, take, for example, 9-11. After the towers fell, there's a lot of people who are suspicious of it because there's like so much evidence. I was just clear, like, what the fuck is going on, man? This is bullshit, you know? how did these towers just disappear all of a sudden? And then, you know, there's this whole agenda behind it that had to do with the uh, Project for American... What the hell is it? Project for a New American Century? Something like that. Yeah, the PNAC group with Donald Rumsfeld and Dick Cheney and different high-level Bush administration figures. Uh, They all had the plan to invade the Middle East and we've invaded all these countries since and are still trying to go to war with Iran and... All this shit, we invaded Afghanistan, Iraq, bombed Syria, you know, Pakistan, all these motherfuckers who we've been trying to attack for days. And then, uh, fucking 9-11 finally gave us the justification to do that. So, there are many people who are suspicious of it. And trying to figure out the real way that the towers fucking fell. And then they came out with the architects and engineers for 9-11 Truth. And... They have been completely against Judy Wood since Judy Wood came out, and they make claims against her saying that, oh, she's just in it for the money, or fucking, you know, she's a liar, she's crazy, this and that, when she's the most well-qualified person to do this analysis. And in reality, this architects and engineers group is very suspicious themselves. Like, who's running these motherfuckers? They seem to have a lot of money and a lot of pull and getting shit done, whereas Judy Wood has nobody and nothing, really, and she's kind of just doing it grassroots. And the same thing has happened with the chemtrail thing. Um, 
fuck, what's the... There's one dude who's like very suspicious in the chemtrail movement who's trying to expose shit, but then they call them shills or whatever. So they're like, I don't know. You got to be suspicious of these motherfuckers because how do you know what's true and what's not? I could tell you I'm legit. I know that. But fuck, why would you even believe me? Maybe I work for the CIA. Nah, I'm just kidding. I don't. But um, <laughs> it's just a very weird system and it's, it's almost hard to fathom and it's intentionally created to be that. So it's pretty interesting and you know, it's, it's kind of fun to look into, but it sucks that that's the way the world really is. And it sucks when you're somebody who sees the world differently from other people, because like I said earlier, you do get ostracized and you're kind of in your own little world. And you know, there's not many people to talk about it with in your daily life. Most people just can't comprehend it or they'll brush it off or, you know, they just want to talk about what everybody else is talking about. You know, what's on TV, the game, fucking, I don't know, some some other shit. The weather, but they don't want to talk about how the weather is controlled. So, the, the shit with this Greta Thunberg girl who went and spoke at the UN, and everybody loves her and shit, and all the brainwashed dumb fucks are eating this shit up and they're saying oh she cares so much and she's really trying to save the world and whatnot but you guys gotta realize i mean it's not about that she's just being used and you gotta feel bad for the girl too you know she's up there crying and shit and bitching about how we're <laughs> using too many resources and our parents ruin the world and we're all gonna fucking die and they're we're the last generation and the oceans are gonna rise and you know it's just complete disaster is imminent and there's nothing we can do about it. And it's all our fault. And we need to make a change. Because you're bad. And the government is good. And they're going to save everything. And if we just pay more money in taxes. And we stop driving our cars. And we stop heating our homes. And we stop eating meat and whatnot. Then we'll be fine. So <laughs> that that's what she's saying. And she you got to realize this bitch is funded by some really rich, powerful people who have agendas and there's a reason why they're pushing this stuff and there's a reason why you see it every single day in the news and they always keep it in your mind and that's because it's agenda 21 it's agenda 2030 it's uh it's how they're gonna control the entire world and it's working pretty good because a lot of people are eating it up um People, I mean, if you watch the news, you're going to fall for it if you believe the news, which I'd assume most people who watch it do. Otherwise, why would they watch the news? I'll read the news once in a while just to see what they're putting out, but I don't necessarily believe it. In fact, there's very little I believe on the news because you have to realize there's always a reason for what they're putting in the news. Um, the shit just doesn't end up there for no reason. Now, what coincided with the climate strike thing and all of that and... All that bullshit was the Epstein trial. All of a sudden, I talked about this on the last show I did. And just the Jeffrey Epstein death and everybody who was associated with and everybody who flew on his airplane, people like Bill Clinton, Donald Trump, fucking all kinds of people. Hundreds and hundreds of rich, powerful billionaires. I think Stephen Hawking went out there and shit. <laughs> like, just all these different people and... uh you know, he was right about to come out with the names and do all this shit. And all of a sudden he died right there in the prison. Nobody was watching him. The cameras weren't on. And it's just come on. And obviously somebody killed him or he was extracted or whatever. 
But even if you question that, you're just a conspiracy theorist, you're crazy, and all of a sudden it's out of the news. And we're not talking about it anymore. So, you know, ask yourself, what the fuck? What's really going on? Why why did this just disappear? This is a big story. You know, there's a billionaire pedophile ring going on in the world where all these rich people are fucking these kids. And, uh, you know, the once we get the dude who's responsible for it or is the front man or whatever who has ties to Mossad, which is Israeli intelligence and I'm sure the CIA and all that shit, we got him and he's about to name names and all of a sudden he just dies. And then who do we hear about now? Who Who's the snitch who's in the news now? Fucking Takashi 69 Now it's all about that motherfucker. You see all his memes and whatnot. I'm trying to see some Epstein memes. Steen memes. But nobody cares about that. So that's the world we live in, man. It's fucking crazy. They're brainwashing the kids. And I feel bad for the kids. Um, Because what's it going to be like in the future when, you know, they're so brainwashed by the school and by their stupid fucking teachers who eat this shit up and they have a little uh, syllabus and a little, you know, all these talking points that they have to talk about with the kids. It's not just about reading and writing and arithmetic. They fucked all that up. I mean, they still do it a little bit, but it's not, you know, it's not conducive to creating a creative mind. The school system was designed to indoctrinate the youth and create these obedient slaves and servants who don't think critically about the system that they live in. They don't look around and analyze things for themselves. They just pretty much repeat what they're told. And that's the that's what we've been trained to do. It's a Pavlovian technique, Pavlovian. Um, who, Pavlov was a scientist and a behaviorist who found ways of indoctrinating people and teaching them. So they do what you fucking say. And that's what our school system is based on. And they use your tax money to do it, of course. They steal the money from you in order to brainwash your kids and make them into stupid slaves who will voluntarily give up all their rights and, uh, you know, think the sky is falling because of climate change and all that. Meanwhile, they can't look up and see all these jets spraying these aerosols in the sky almost on a daily basis and just covering the sky in these, you know, who knows what. You know, there's a lot of people who have come out with analysis of what they're spraying in the sky Things like aluminum, barium, strontium, manganese, uh, all kinds of shit. And then you get into the nanobots, the Morgellons, the, you know, the cross-domain bacteria that Clifford Carnicom has done a lot of research on. And it's just mind-boggling. You know, the nanotechnology, once you get into the realm of nanotechnology and electromagnetic waves, scalar waves, and the way they can manipulate the jet stream by shooting electromagnetic waves into the ionosphere and that allows you to manipulate that current of water which is going through the atmosphere called the jet stream and when you can manipulate that you can change where storm systems go you can create droughts in certain areas you can make it rain a lot you can make it snow create hurricanes tornadoes whatever you want to do man and there's also technology to create earthquakes volcanic eruptions all kinds of shit so (laughs) this is reality and this stuff is in the public domain as well Um, but you know, obviously they're not going to talk about that at the UN. Greta's not going to talk about that shit. And even if you do, like if I talk about it, you know, in my day-to-day life, like at my job or, uh, wherever I'm at, uh, 
nobody nobody fucking cares, dude. Like you got to talk about the talking points. You got to talk about how you have to be vegan. You're not allowed to eat meat anymore because if you fart, then the world is going to we're all going to fucking die, right? From flatulence, death by flatulence because of the methane. Or you can't drive your car because of the carbon dioxide. You can't heat your home because of the carbon dioxide and all of this shit. And they'll come out with this data and say, oh, look at this graph that I made. You know, therefore, fucking, this is true because I have this fancy graph and this fancy presentation. But they don't, nobody cares about all of the scientists who come out uh, in opposition to the climate change thing and say, wait, this is bullshit. It always has been. There's a book by Michael Crichton, the guy who wrote Jurassic Park. It's called State of Fear. I believe that's what it's called. Let's see. And it's about these terrorists who are going to blow up a glacier in order to make the sea levels rise. And uh, it has it's totally about the fucking climate change, uh, sustainable development thing. And they're using it. You got to read this book. It's pretty interesting because it, it perfectly nails down exactly what's happening right now. And uh, it's a pretty entertaining book. And he caught a lot of shit for coming out with this thing because that's kind of what they do. It's called predictive programming. And they'll reveal to you what they're going to do in a work of fiction in order for you to kind of get used to it and accept it once it really happens. And you could see that with a lot of the shit that happened, you know, well, with 9-11. There was all kinds of movies and cartoons and all kinds of stuff that foreshadowed that event, you know, with those towers dropping. And all sorts of stuff about Islamic terrorism and things like that, which is a thing. It doesn't really happen. Um, but it was interesting to see all of the the foreshadowing in pop culture. Very strange. I mean, but it, that's that's what they do. You know, it's part of the... The magic of it and shit. You know, a bunch of fucking sorcerers and shit who are using fiction to brainwash you. Which is weird. I mean, it sounds crazy and stuff. And maybe it is, but that's what's happening, man. I don't know how else to explain it. So, you know, we can go on and talk about climate change forever. You know, for hours and hours. But, I don't know. It's just like... Everything you hear about it, it's always in the news. And you got to realize whatever is being constantly thrown at you in the news, there's a reason for it. There's a reason that they want you to be so familiar with it and with all these words and, you know, the trigger words and things like sustainable development, climate change, global warming, carbon dioxide, and all this shit. There's a reason they want you thinking about that. And it's not going to stop. You know, it's not like all of a sudden somebody's going to come out and be like, oh, wait, we're just kidding. Uh, it turns out the scientific data is wrong and we don't have to do this anymore. That's not going to happen because it's part of a larger agenda and it's an agenda that plans on encompassing the whole entire world into a system of global governance. And when I say governance, do not confuse that for government where you elect people to rule for you like in a democratic system. This is governance. These are unelected individuals who are appointed because they are experts and they know more than you and they're going to tell you how to live. And if you don't like it, well, then fuck you. You're going to jail. You're going to get killed. You're going to be shut up and, you know, you don't get to enjoy what the, you know, the people who behave good get to enjoy. So 
they're trying to implement a system like they already have in China, the social credit system only. They're not going to do it the way they do it in China, where it's actually through the government. Um, they're going to do it through private corporations here. And it's always it's already happening. Um, I talked about that on one of my previous shows where there's certain bars that are using this ID scan thing. So if something happens at the bar and you get kicked out, you get in a fight or you can have a, a misunderstanding with a bartender or with someone else there um, or you're fucking getting a fight with your girlfriend or whatever and you don't hit her or nothing, but you guys created disruption. And then all of a sudden you're not allowed in any of those bars that has that ID scan because you'll be red flagged and you just can't go out anymore. And they're doing the same thing with Uber and Grab and all that different kinds of stuff too. So if you don't have a good rating, then you won't be able to enjoy certain businesses. So your behavior, you know, will be reflective of, uh, or what you get to do will be reflective of your behavior. And we're being conditioned to accept this And eventually it's going to come down to, it's like that episode of Black Mirror where it was like an Instagram app where people get voted up or voted down um, based on, you know, what they, their coffee and shit, like taking a picture of their coffee and then you'll get a little upvote and then your social standing is good. And then you'll be able to get a better job or you'll be able to take a better cab or, you know, shit like that. You have a higher standing, you get to enjoy higher class shit. But if you you know, if nobody likes your shit, if you're fucking ugly or uh, fat or whatever, or you like have a argument with someone who does some fucked up shit with you and you retaliate, then, you know, your rating goes down and you're shunned by society and ostracized. And it'll be the same thing if you post a certain thing on social media, because that has become an incredibly divisive tool you know, how many people have unfriended someone or just decided not to like someone based on what they said on their social media or some picture they post or some political thing or something regarding vaccines and autism or anything that doesn't jive with the popular outlook of the times? Because I know that's happened to me. I've had plenty of motherfuckers say they don't like me. Well, they won't say it to your face because they're pussies, but they'll like shun you and they won't want to fuck with you anymore and they won't want to hang out with you. And the reason why is because you think for yourself. You don't have this group think. And if you think for yourself and you're not like everybody else, then they don't like you. So they'll talk behind your back and stuff, but most people are too cowardly to mention anything to your face, but they'll do it on the internet. And that's what the internet has provided us with is this this incredibly like vast-reaching system where there's no consequences for what you do, really. Like, you could talk shit to someone from 5,000 miles away, and it's not like they can do anything about it. They can't come punch you in the face. (laughs) Back in the day, uh, you know, if you wanted to say something to someone, you would have to do it to their face or call them or whatever, but you don't have to do that anymore. You could just be uh, an image, you know, or just a a screen name or something, and you could say whatever you want, and there's no consequences, and... uh, it's created a pretty volatile system and there's a lot of division that has stemmed from that. So it's it's pretty weird and nowadays you don't even know if it's a real person saying this shit. Like it could just be a bot or it could be someone who works for an intelligence agency. There's people who get paid to just chill all day and just talk shit. They're like paid trolls and they're just there to like 
refute anything anyone says that goes against the agenda or against, you know, the big system they're trying to do or, you know, trying to people trying to expose shit that's going on. And there's like bots and AI people or just regular motherfuckers sitting at a desk who just get paid to talk shit all day. And it's pretty amazing. But um, that's the system that we live in. And we get a glimpse of it every now and again. They'll talk about it on uh, the news, of course, but they'll say it's the, the Russians and they're trying to interfere with the election and get Donald Trump elected. And, you know, they'll always break it down to one person or whatever, like Donald Trump is the fucking source of all evil, which he's by no means a great fucking dude, but the system is much larger than Donald Trump. It's much larger than Hillary Clinton. There's a, there's a big big system behind the scenes that is really controlling things. So it's it's pretty incredible. Now, you know, I don't know what's going on right now. They're saying that they might impeach Trump. I don't think that's going to really happen. Um, I think it's something they're putting in the news just to have something to talk about. You know, they've always been hating on Trump since he got in there. Uh, the next elections are going to come up in 2020, and he's obviously going to be the Republican incumbent. And the Democrats don't really got a strong candidate. Like, who do they got? They got Joe Biden. He's old as fuck. That dude is, like, half insane. And, you know, he's just a fucking idiot, really. And you got to kind of feel bad for the dude. He doesn't know what he's doing up there. He's, like, 97. Same with Bernie Sanders. They're both just out of it. And, you know, Hillary Clinton, you know, fuck Hillary Clinton, first of all. And, you know, she's been on the Lolita Express many times, which is Epstein's jet. Same with Bill. And they're just sick fucks, and I don't know how anybody likes her, but a lot of times people just align with whoever their party elects. And you got to realize these people, they're not really elected, they're selected. They've been trained for a long time to fulfill the role that they've been given. Um, it's not like I can just work super hard and become the president. You know, they might say that or try to get people to believe that, but that's not true. And it also goes the same for, you know, very popular actors and musicians and things like that. You have to be groomed for these positions. It's not like they randomly just come into this shit. And, you know, some people do maybe a little bit, but a lot of the times they've been taught since their youth and they've been even given like a false story for how they've come up and shit like that. You know, people like Leonardo DiCaprio or Jude, George Clooney, anybody who goes and talks at the UN about climate change, <laughs> you got to realize these motherfuckers are in on it, man. It's not like they just care. Either they've been told by their management that they have to do it or, you know, they've been paid very handsomely to do it. And, you know, that's it. And think about why we had actors who were presidents like Ronald Reagan. He was a fucking actor. How are you going to hire an actor to be a politician? What the fuck does he know about politics? He doesn't know shit about politics. But all all politicians are actors. You know, that they just get up there and they lie. They tell you what you want to hear. And there's a lot of research that goes into what they say. It's not like they're just making stuff up off the top of their head. They're reading off of teleprompters. Their speeches have all been, you know, prepared ahead of time. Uh, they get access to the questions that they're going to be asked at the debates and at press conferences. They have plants in the fucking audience. They know what they're going to be asked, you know. And whenever somebody asks something out of turn 
or you know has a real question and is a real fucking reporter then they get escorted out they get tased and they get beat up and shit and you know (laughs) they just get fucked up so the whole system is really i mean it's incredible dude when you really think about it just how much bullshit is really out there and yet people will still accept it and they'll still vote and they'll still kind of think that what they vote matters and that you know, it's weird, the the cognitive dissonance, because you'll see people who, they don't believe in, like, the two sides of the party, they don't like the Democrats or the Republicans, and then they'll think 9-11 was an inside job, but, and yet they'll still think, like, Bernie Sanders is gonna fucking save us or some shit. You know, have you met these kind of people? And I find that shit ridiculous. Or they'll still believe in climate change, and, you know, they'll want to be vegan just because they think it's going to save the planet or something and they want to get a Prius and all this shit and they'll bag on you for like eating a steak. But it's, and then at the same time, they'll still hold a belief that, you know, 9-11 was an inside job and like George Bush did that or whatever they think and that, um, you know, they're definitely spraying the skies, chemtrails are real and yet they still believe in climate change and all that shit and like a CO2 induced anthropogenic climate change. But it's like, do you see how these, thoughts conflict with each other and how they don't quite jive with one another you know how could you hold these two conflicting beliefs and like you believe in the system but you don't so in a sense you're like you're just very fucking confused (laughs) you don't know what to think and or what's real and it's just a weird thing and I see that a lot and uh it's very strange I don't I don't quite understand it but I think that that has intentionally been done where You know, you'll have people who, like these motherfuckers that raided Area 51. They think that, you know, the government's got some aliens there and shit. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. I don't know. It's my belief that there's an agenda behind the alien thing. You know, they want people to believe in aliens or an external threat. That goes back to that. Ronald Reagan talked about that. He said the only way we could really come together and help each other is if there was an external threat that came from outside and we all had to come together to fight them. And that's what climate change is right now. But imagine if they use their uh, Project Blue Beam technology where they can create holograms in the sky and made it seem like there was a giant fucking spaceship in the sky and then they used energy weapons to blow up shit like they did on 9-11, you know, with the World Trade Center and they just started zapping world capitals. You know, they blew up London and then fucking Paris and then uh, LA or something. You know, imagine what that would do to the world. That'd be fucking nuts, dude. And uh, people have talked about how they got to do that in order to create this this one big government system. So the fake alien invasion has been something that's been tossed around. And uh, I don't know if it'll necessarily happen, but I think it's pretty interesting. And uh, there's some pretty crazy advanced, you know, uh, black project technology out there that would resemble what you would think an alien has. So, you know, and this goes back to H.G. Uh, Wells, who was an author in the um, in the 19th, I mean, the 20th century, 1900s. And he came on and he did the War of the Worlds. And what the War of the Worlds was, was a radio broadcast where he got on and he made it seem like there was a fucking real invasion, a real alien invasion going down. And this was an experiment. It was... 
incredibly well documented. There were surveys sent out to people asking if they like really believed it and how did they feel and what did they think was happening. So what he did there, he gave this incredibly realistic broadcast where he made it seem like these cities were being invaded by aliens and we were all fucking doomed and it was the end of the world and people were freaking out and it was just absolute chaos and insanity. And he was funded by the Rockefellers to do this and these these powerful people from these groups, you know, like the CFR and the Bilderberg Group and, you know, these big powerful groups. So they wanted to see how people reacted because people are incredibly easily manipulated when there's a big crisis going on. Their guard is down and they're scared. They don't know what to do. So they look to authority to provide them with comfort. And that's when the government or, you know, the shadow government or whatever can step in. And so they create the problem and then they have the solution. And therefore you come to the synthesis. You know, there's a synthesis. No, wait, what does it go? A thesis, antithesis, and then synthesis. That's the Hegelian dialectic. Um, and that's a lot of the times how they do it. So with the War of the Worlds, fucking H.G. Wells came out, made everyone think aliens were going to invade us. And it was like a, it was an experiment to see how we would all react. Like, what are we going to do if uh, an alien attack happened? So they got a lot of data from that. And I think that was pretty influential in what happened on 9-11 because it was super similar. You know, it was like the whole world was ending. We're just so vulnerable at that time. You know, you looked at the videos of the people running from that giant cloud of dust and like, it was unbelievable. It seemed like a fucking horror film, you know? And it was on every news station all the fucking time. Like it was, it took over the world. There was no airplanes flying. They shut off all air traffic. It's just the world stopped for a day. And it was incredible. It was the most powerful thing that has ever happened in my lifetime probably in the history of the world since Pearl Harbor maybe, but this shit was even bigger than Pearl Harbor because everybody has TVs, everyone has the radio and stuff and like everybody knew it was happening in real time and you were watching it and you were watching the videos and you saw the, you saw the towers fall and stuff. So it was fucking crazy, man. And um, I don't know. Imagine if uh, there was a fucking alien attack. What would we do? I don't know. I don't necessarily believe in the whole alien thing. Um, but that's my personal belief. Maybe they're out there. Maybe they're not. I've never seen an alien. And, uh, if they are out there, I don't see them affecting me. I don't know if there's some shapeshifter motherfuckers controlling all these politicians or whatever. I know they're into some weird satanic shit and there's a lot of evidence of that. And same with some of these Hollywood people and stuff, just with the symbolism and, you know, the weird sex shit and the pedophilia and the, the sacrifices, places like Bohemian Grove, where they go and they sacrifice. It's supposed to be a mock sacrifice. But they kill a kid and they, uh, you know, sacrifice it to the owl. The owl is a symbol of illumination because he can see in the night. And, uh, you know, you have the Illuminati. Who they're illuminated. That's why their symbol is the eye. Which is on the back of your dollar bill. You know, so, uh, you know, they're pretty upfront about their conspiratorial fucking doings you know so to discount people as conspiracy theorists is kind of dumb but it happens man and that's pretty much what i talk about on this podcast is some conspiracy shit because i don't know i find it interesting it's fun and uh i don't think there's many people talking about it. there's a lot of podcasts about i don't know like hip-hop or sports or pop culture or whatever that shit doesn't really interest me i mean i love hip-hop i love listening to it and i could talk about it for hours 
but I feel like I could serve more to humanity by talking about this this system that we're in and and trying to explain it to you and let you know that there's other people out there who who are seeing things like you do because in order for you have to have even like found this shit you must be on some other shit you know what i'm saying so that's what i'm trying to do for you is just uh help you understand the world and let you know that you're not alone if you see things this way because it sucks feeling like that man it's a shitty fucking feeling to feel like you're alone or you're crazy or uh you know nobody understands there's some people out there that understand so it's all good and um one thing you shouldn't do if you're like just getting into this stuff is to like be scared or be sad or whatever like don't let it affect your day-to-day life still do your thing pursue whatever you want to do for a career i wouldn't recommend that you join the military or anything like that because that's a bunch of bullshit and they're going to use you and and murder you and whatnot um but you know just try to be a good person do what you got to do and and get through your day and cuz a lot of people simply aren't ready for the truth they don't they like can't comprehend it and i don't know if it's more of a spiritual thing or if it's a mental development thing if it's a logical thing or whatever but there's a lot of people who do believe in climate change and they're like adamant about it and if you don't believe it then you're fucking crazy and stuff you know so it goes both ways and uh i don't know i can't uh hate on people for for believing that because that's what they've been told to believe and most people are going to do what they're told because that's the way we've been trained and it's a very rare case when somebody can break through that and when they can see the world for what it is and kind of be themselves so if you possess that ability then congratulations you're a rare breed you're our last hope you got to help us. You got to save us. So, you know, do what you can. Start a park. Uh, start a podcast. Start a podcast, bro. Uh, there's a lot of podcasters out there, though. There's got to be like a fucking million or like 10 million of them. And uh, most of them don't get very many listens. But if you're listening to this one, then congratulations. And like I said, I apologize for it taking so long for me to do another one. I'm uh, back working again, so... In late December, I quit my job. I sold cars. I still sell cars. But I quit my job and I went and traveled across Southeast Asia. And I went to a bunch of different countries. I went to Thailand, Laos, Cambodia, Indonesia, and the Philippines. And I spent about three months traveling and doing all that stuff. Had a good amount of money saved up. At least it was a good amount for me. And then uh, I came home. And I spent about six months here just working on music, writing. I started this podcast I traveled around here. I went to Utah. Um, I went to all the national parks there. I went to places like Arches and the Grand Canyon, Canyonlands and Zion and Bryce Canyon and all this shit. And it was amazing. I love it out there. And then um, after that, I drove across the country with a punk band. That was fucking crazy. Did some terrible shows. There was nobody there and it was a disaster. But eh, good times, good experience. Drove from here to Atlanta, chilled in Atlanta for a while. And then I got home and I was like, oh my God, I have no money and no way of living right now. So I was looking around for jobs and stuff and I was really against going back to car sales because I fucking hated it. Like you deal with so many douchebag, cocksucking asshole motherfuckers out there who need a new car and they're just real dicks about it. And, you know, I'm a very patient dude and I could put up with a lot, but man, some of these motherfuckers, they get on my nerves. But I've learned to like control that shit and I think traveling has helped me with that a lot 
because when you're in a foreign country and the people don't speak your language and you're at their mercy, you have no other choice but to just be be patient. You just sit there and you wait and you're like, okay, whatever. I'm in another country. I don't got anywhere to be, you know? <laughs> so you just sit there and you take it. And I think since I've been back at car sales, I have brought over that attitude with me and I've learned to put up with a lot, but I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing because, um, man, people are just nuts, dude. And I don't know if it's gotta be this consumer mindset that we've been trained into believing in the United States, because we're all about like what we have and materialistic things. There's no more spirituality Nobody's fucking religious anymore. Very, very few people are. It's all about how you look. You know, there's way more people at the gym than at the church. I know that shit. Ain't nobody fucking, I mean, there's a few people that go to the church. Some people do both. And if you do, congratulations. And you could have the the trio where you go to the gym, the church, and the library. But that'd just be crazy. Nobody goes to the library anymore. But um, people like have this image they want to uphold to society where they got to have a new car. I don't know. A lot of people will just will come in and they just need a new car. And I understand if you just want a car and you want a nice car, there's no problem with cars and shit. I like cars and I know a lot about them and stuff, but eh, I don't know. It's hard to explain it unless you've tried to sell cars <laughs> like the people you encounter. But it's good money. And the reason I went back to it is because I work with cool people. Um, I have the opportunity to make a good amount of money in sales and... It's a good way to like fund my music shit. I don't know how long I'll stick with it, but it seemed like the best option at the time because I was looking through jobs and I'm like, damn, there ain't shit. And you have to have qualifications and whatnot. And I'm like, damn, I should have went to college. But I didn't go to college. Well, I did. I went for two years. I got my associates of science with an emphasis on geoscience from Western Nevada College in Carson City, Nevada. And I was going to go to the University of Nevada, Reno, to the university and get like, you know, further my science degree. But this was at the point where I was really learning about the reality of the world, like the shit I was talking about earlier. And just like the political agendas behind the science community and how much of that shit feeds into the college system. College college is the probably one of the places where people get brainwashed the most. Like there are a few people who are more brainwashed and out of touch with reality than a college student. As sad as it as it is to say, I mean, I love college kids. They're fun. They're cool. But man, you guys just eat that shit up, whatever these professors say. And you have to think about the personality type that becomes a teacher or a professor. They They like to disseminate knowledge because they believe they're in a position of authority they believe they know more than you so they like to tell you what's up and uh you have to believe what they say or you're gonna get a bad fucking grade and i didn't like that shit and i would challenge my teachers and be like well what about this what about that and i would often get into like arguments or whatever and it would just be uncomfortable and i'm like man i don't like these motherfuckers why am i giving them money to come here and uh so i discontinued my college expedition after a couple of years. And then you look, well, and it was also a music thing. I'm like, man, I'm gonna be a fucking famous rapper. My raps are so sick. And uh, well, that didn't get very far, but I'm still making music and shit. And eh, there's still a chance, I guess. But um, after all that, you look back and you're like, damn, I don't really even like this job. I wish I was doing something I liked and I had the qualifications to do it. 
So, you know, if you're at that age where you're still trying to figure out what you do, I would say give it some deep thought because something even worse than not going to college or whatever is to go there and then study some shit you don't even care about for the purpose of getting some material things that don't even matter to impress people you don't even like, which is a lot of the people I run into at my work. So it's just a... Oh, no. Oh, my back? I cut out for a second, but I'm back. So it's just a... It's a very strange thing, and uh, I don't quite understand it and get why why people are the way they are. I don't understand why people got to be rude or be a fucking dick and all that shit, but I've learned to accept it, and I deal with people, and I'm making money, and I'm back in the game, and that's the reason why I haven't recorded a podcast in a while. So it is what it is, and... Uh, Man, there's so much going on in the world that I wanted to talk about, but I just end up rambling about different shit. I don't prepare anything. I just talk about things, you know, that come into my mind. And maybe that's not the best way to do it, but I find it cool because it's just it's naturally me. Like I'm not hiding anything. I have no agenda. I don't fucking I ain't got no management to answer to or anybody controlling my shit. I just say what I think and uh it could be to my own detriment at times because I don't know of many artists who will come out and, um, you know, talk about the things that I talk about. And there's definitely a point in, you know, trying to be an entertainer or whatever where you can't talk about certain shit. And I think I passed that point a long time ago with like my first song I released. So as far as getting like any, um, cosigns from like big artists or whatever, maybe it'll happen by like some independent artist. But I don't see it happening by anybody big. Like, ain't nobody trying to fuck with my shit. But that's just the way it is, man. I'm too real. My shit's too fucking sick. So, (laughs) thank you for listening to me ramble on for an hour about, what did I talk about? I don't even know, man. I blacked out. So, thank you so much. I'm going to do this more often and, um, you know, become more more good at being consistent with this stuff. So thank you so much for listening. I hope you all are doing well. I'll be back soon with another episode of Knowledge with Homage as soon as I can. So enjoy your day. Thank you very much. Peace out. And check out this song. Check one, two, one, two, one, two.
Amicon Dime, that's cold visionary Conspiracy host, he holds secret mystery scrolls Seen black satanic lesbian titties explode Fuck living on your knees, I'd rather die on my feet Rides in the street, this fights with five police These lines are both potent like lines of coke A kaleidoscope of the violent prone It's just me on the beat, I peep, rock and roll Check one, two, one, two, one, two Tomorrow.